Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. My name is Alexander Holland, and as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod power parcel. John Maloney. And John Maloney, punctured bicycle on an episode 78. (laughs) Will nature make a man of me yet? Beautiful. That's a very special song. From right-wing nationalist Morrissey. (laughs) (laughs) Serial crank and right-wing nationalist. (laughs) Uh, I have completely separated the art from the man. Sure. As I've I've needed to do with all of my favourite artists. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm not, compa- I'm not comparing Morrissey to Michael Jackson, but I'm just saying <laughs> that for me to enjoy my youth's music yeah, catalog, it's true. I need to do a deep separation. I need a big old crowbar between the artist <laughs> and the art. I chose all the wrong men yeah. to enjoy. <laughs> so that is what I'm going to say about the start of episode 78. Mm. And the reason I thought I'd cho- choose Smithies, friend of the show, the Smiths, Johnny Marr. Yeah. We're saying Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr's the friend of the show from the yeah. Smiths. He's all right. And uh, keeping with our European theme, John, I'm going to say in Berlin right now, time is 11 a.m. And the time in Berlin <laughs> is 11 a.m. What is the time where you are? It's 10, 18 a.m. Now, John, how is it possible that me as a man in Berlin, where my time going to be 11 o'clock, how is it that your time is only 10 o'clock? Because normally your days in front of me when I call you from Berlin and I, I'll say, you'll say, what day is it there? And I'll say Tuesday and you'll say, oh, it's Thursday over here in Melbourne. Mm, and I give you... Various prognostications and warnings about events that are going <laughs> to befall you in the next 24 hours. <laughs> tell, me, tell me which racehorse to bet on. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that show. There was a show, the whole premise of which was that the guy mysteriously received tomorrow's paper at his door every morning. And yeah, so what was to- that? I can't remember what it was called, which is was quite it, a fun... it was called, I think it was called Tomorrow's Paper. Yeah, probably. And, uh, and, and he used to just have to try and find, you know, the, like there'd be a front page story about a, I don't know, somebody slipping on a banana peel and he'd have to find mm. that person and say, don't drop the banana peel. Um, I liked the episodes where he just was fed up with the responsibility and he would just do the Sudoku and people around him would be begging him, begging him to, to attend to attend to the tragic news on the front page so that he could stop. He said, I'm tired of this. I want to do Sudoku. I just want to read Peanuts. Hey, look, it's my paper. I'm the one who gets it. 
just going to read the comics. Exactly. It's my just. I just want to read the Phantom. And uh, one thousand, one thousand orphans suffocate in completely avoidable incident. <laughs> I'm not doing it today. <laughs> it's just, there's just fire in the sky, and he just closes his blinds. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> Another. I'm doing the cryptic crossword. Fuck off. Another tragic episode of tomorrow's paper. <laughs> so you're in. I'm so close to you in time because unlike usual, I got on a plane and I flew to Dubai and then I had a quick stopover and then I flew from Dubai to London and now here I am in Bethnal Green, the beautiful... Wow. The beautiful... I guess Eastern. So no, where? What part of London is it? In? You're East, mate. You're blood. You're that's as East. Bethnal Green, mate. It's bloody as East as it gets. Yeah. How you doing, mate? How you doing? Is that what they say? It is. What can I get you, darling? Full English. Full English. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You from around here? <laughs> you don't know. You don't sound like you're from around. Oh, you're Australian. <laughs> you bloody Australians with your flat white. So fancy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said to me last time I was there. It's Is just it? a bloody latte. Why you got to call it a flat white? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Columbia Road Flower Market yesterday, uh, kind of by accident, actually. It's right behind my... Um, I'm, I'm staying in a classic, uh, like, like London-style council tower, council estate, mm-hmm. and... Behind it is Columbia Road, and I went down there, and some of the accents were wonderful. I loved the juxtaposition of of Cockney men uh, and flowers. Just pack, <laughs> I got bo- I got a box of daffs, box of daffs here for a fiver. <laughs> geraniums for the gentleman that's hard as bloody nails. Geraniums, just bare knuckle boxing and geraniums. The Cray brothers used to just go down there and get their flowers and then they'd, mm. they'd hide a sawn-off shotgun in a bouquet of flowers, Terminator 2 style. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and the guy, I was wearing my Hannibal Buress T-shirt and the, this guy said to me, oh. is that your sister? And then had a little laugh. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. I'm here, I'm here and I'm doing some... Some promo for the cast, uh, meeting some fans. European tour. I see you've got the DPTM European tour T-shirt on. <laughs> exactly, which is uh, it's kind of styled on the National Lampoon's European Vacation getup. It's that sort of. And it's got all the da- all the dates on the on the back of the shirt. Yeah. Can you read the dates out? I was also going to say to you, John, this is a good uh, moment to because I I haven't uh, I know some of the. Some of the German crew know you're on the way, but yeah, you could give the dates, give the European sure. tour dates of the cities you'll be visiting. London. So starting with London, <laughs> London, twenty third to the thirtieth of September, with a one night stopover in Oxford, which is today. Um, uh-huh. Heading up after this podcast, DPTM fans. Uh, this will come out after that, but I know some of the. I think the Oxford uh, meet and greet is sold out anyway. Yeah, it's sold out. Colin told me it was sold out. I'm doing a debate at the Oxford Union this evening, time-honoured <laughs> tradition, and uh, it's me and Liz Truss going head-to-head. And uh, and then 30th to the 3rd, I'm in uh, the lovely city of Edinburgh in Scotland. 
for for a wedding. Few tickets left to that one. Colin told me. Few tickets left to that. We're going to um, do the. There's some DPTM hits being played by the Edinburgh Tattoo, so that'll be interesting. Some of your <laughs> compositions have been reworked into bagpipe <laughs> tunes. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure how the that's going to sound. All the intro, <laughs> the intro and the outro, and all the little stings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, all of my work has been has been very delicately bagged, and it will be <laughs> piped out to everyone. My dream come true. I said, yeah. "Bag these beats, you Scots." <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear all these tunes being piped out from a squishy airbag under your armpit. <laughs> Squish them out. <laughs> yeah, right, Alex. No worries, mate. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no worries. That's what they say. <laughs> I love you. And uh, I love you. And then in on the third of October, I come to. The city of Berlin. Yeah. So all of the Berlin DPTM fans, mm. you can just hit me up for tickets. Yeah. Which, uh, and when I say t- and when I say tickets, that means write me on WhatsApp or Instagram. Yeah. If you want to meet John, if you want to, and I'm going to arrange a meet and greet at my house, which yeah. is probably going to be Domino's in Templehof. Yeah. Pizza party. That's the way we do it down at yeah. DPTM HQ. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's very DPTM, isn't it? It's going to be Pepsi and pizza. <laughs> That's our meetup. And we'll probably get a some kind of games emulator and just get on the just NBA Jam tournaments. Yeah, it'll be great. So I'm very excited. I've already met with some some DPTMers, our, our friends Claire and Sam. I've spent a little bit of this last weekend with them and uh, Simon and Mike and. Uh, various others. Oh yeah, you saw the Slews brothers. That's been great. These are our London friends to all of the DPTMers out there. Mm. And they, like a lot of people I meet these days, had a better understanding of what was going on in my life than I did in theirs because <laughs> they've been they've been listening <laughs> to me unburdening myself every week. Um, so that's been great, and I had. I had a wonderful experience yesterday because we went uh, to Walthamstow and went kind of exploring around the various pubs and restaurants that it has to offer. Walthamstow being a beautiful suburb in the eastern suburbs exactly. of London. <clears throat> Made famous by the band E17. Um, Correct, because of the postcode E17. Mm, and I had an experience that... Uh, you have termed the comedy bonus, which had its origins <laughs> when we both when we both lived in when we both lived in London, and we used to go to the yeah. diner on Essex Road, which is now sadly shut. And one time we were yeah. in there, and what was the name of the comedian who came in? Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr came in, and you made up a story about him giving everyone a comedy bonus by shouting the whole. <laughs> diner their breakfast <laughs> yeah that none of us would have to pay i kept leaning over and saying jimmy carr's minted i bet he's just gonna give us all a comedy bonus and pay for everybody's meal <laughs> and uh and i had an experience of uh, a kind of a comedy bonus of sorts yesterday because i went to see 
uh, Rich Hall at the um, oh at the yeah, Wolf, I love Rich Hall at the Old Walthamstow m- Trades Hall. And afterwards, Ma- made famous by many Melbourne International Comedy Festival appearances in Australia. Yeah, he loves it down here or down there, I should say now. Um, and yeah, he was he was at the Walthamstow Trades Hall. He did a great show. He was hawking a new book. Oh, that did he's he play written. the Trades Hall? Yeah, he did. He did indeed. Oh, great! I love that place, mm. Walthamstow Trade. Big up the Walthamstow Trades Hall. Yeah, and then afterwards, we were at the pub nearby, and he was there. And I got drunk enough that I went up and said, I love you. I love you, Rich Hall. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, and then as I was leaving to get an Uber back to Bethel Green. Did you, what, what did you really, what did you really say to him? I said, I don't want to interrupt you, but I just uh, wanted to say I really enjoyed the show. And oh, good on you. Uh, and he said, thank you very much. Bit of reach out hygiene. Yeah, a bit of reach out hygiene. <laughs> you said, you said, I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the show and I'm leaving now. <laughs> he just walked and then away. I said, so yeah, he knew. Interaction over. Not You don't have to do anything, Rich. I'm just saying this at you. And I've concluded. And then I said... Is this seat free? And he said, uh, "No, it's taken." <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and, uh, and then, as I was get, as I was leaving, this bit's true. As I was leaving to get an Uber back to Bethnal Green, he came out and waited for an Uber for himself. So I talked to him about talk, had a chat to him about his uh, upcoming tours around the UK, and then he said. Uh, where are you from? And I said Melbourne, and he was uh, like, "Man, I, I, lo- I love Melbourne. I can't wait to get back yeah. there." He would have been there loads. Um, yeah, he loves the uh, he loves the comedy. He's a big comedy festival draw card in Melbourne, uh, and yeah, so that was nice. And then I saw uh, another another giant of the British comedy scene, Matt Lucas of Little Britain fame. Oh um, wow, he's all skinny now. Yeah, he was quite skinny, and uh, he was at the um, I can't remember the name of that place that's just all neon lights in Walthamstow. God's own junkyard. God's own junkyard. He was sitting there, taking in the neon, and wow, yeah. Then you quickly got really, really drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna need some. Du- Pulled out your hip flask. I'm gonna need some Dutch courage here. <laughs> so got, I just you've just got ri- you've got written in texter on your hip flask, talky juice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, hi. Hi, Matt. Um, I'd love you to meet my friend Rich. Uh, where's he going? You're <laughs> <laughs> just collecting um, a little cohort exactly. of London comedy personalities. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. Multiple, multiple meetups. Did you say anything to Matt Lucas? No, I just, I just stared at him in a way that people who are famous must get sick of where... Yeah. You just go, is that Matt Lucas? Yes, it yeah. is. Okay. All right. I'll stop staring. Nobody else looks like Matt Lucas. He has a unique look. No. It's kind of like he does alope- have a unique he's, look. He's a very pale man who I think has alopecia. Not only that, mm. but he was very big and now he's yeah. lost some of the bigness. So it's a very unique yeah. look. Mm, it is. It is. There's no mistaking him for anyone else. And Rich Hall's quite similar. He's quite a distinctive looking man. I would have said I would have said to Matt Lucas. I would have said to Matt Lucas. Ah, oh, me and my fr- I love Little Britain. My favourite sketches are all the race ones. Yeah, yeah, and the ones where you mock people with disabilities. I, I particularly, <laughs> I th- 
particularly want to thank you for those. <laughs> you made you ma- you've made my life much easier. <laughs> exactly. Whenever whenever people yell epithets at from me at, from <laughs> passing cars, I think of you. Oh, I thank you for normalizing that in the culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. <laughs> me and my friend have started a podcast specifically to make fun of people with alopecia. <laughs> Exactly. What goes around comes around, Matt Lucas. <laughs> he used to live with Rebel Wilson. Oh, right. Wow. They played housemates in the movie, I think in Bridesmaids. Yes, I think you're right. But they, I didn't know they were real life housies. Yeah, That's they were real life housies. Friend of the show. Wow. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. She's great. We respect and thank you. And we love yeah. you, Rebel ambassador we do not least because you're not averse to suing people for defamation so i would never (laughs) say anything other than positive (laughs) things about you So regular listeners to the podcast, John, will know that I'm a man that runs. Yeah. You can put me anywhere and if I'm walking, you can say to me, increase the pace of that walking until both feet are temporarily off the ground (laughs) at the same time. Now I'll say that's something that I'm very well versed in. Watch both feet come off the ground. Yeah. And then my speed increases. And then I had forgotten that the Berlin Marathon was being run yesterday. Right. And I, haven't told, I haven't told you this story yet. This is a cool story. I forgot that the Berlin Marathon was being run yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was meeting a friend on, at her house for a completely unrelated reason. I cycled there and as I was approaching her house, I noticed that the street was blocked off and I could hear, I could see a crowd and there was commotion. And because this is the suburb of Neukölln where there are frequently protests for yeah. a whole range of different causes, mm-hmm. different issues, I just assumed it was a weekend street protest. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I get there and then I instantly realize, oh, it's the Berlin Marathon. I'd forgotten that the Berlin Marathon was on mm. and it's the Berlin Marathon. Crazy. It's happening in front of me. And this was in Neukölln, which is not... It's not like the end of the race. It would be, right. you know, midway through the race. So there wasn't, yeah, okay. there wasn't tons of people. You'd get quite close. You'd just walk up to the track, to the road mm. in Neukölln. Mm. And I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if Eulid's running this year. My hero, Eulid Kipchoge. I wonder mm. if he's running this year because I'm not sure that he ran last year. Uh, he's, he has um, skipped it a couple of times. He holds the world record for the fastest ever marathon, which he set in Berlin some years ago. Oh. The reason that uh, all the world records for marathons are set in Berlin is because the track is very flat and yeah. there's not as many turns as on like the New York Marathon or whatever. Yeah, okay. So all the world records are always set in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was late to, to visit my friend by 10 minutes. So I just happened to, I'm 10 minutes late to meet my friend. I suddenly see that the marathon's running and the thing goes for hours and hours because it takes, yeah. 
it takes some people many hours, eight hours to finish the, the race or whatever. Right. And, so there's uh, like a long, long stream of marathon runners. And long stream of marathon. And it's not yeah. like they're doing, it's not like they're doing laps. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one, the one loop. Hmm. And I look up and there's a big pack of people like, oh, it's a nice pack of runners. I suddenly noticed that like there seemed to be a bunch of people gathered around this one runner. Yeah. And I'm like, what's what's going on here? And it's Eulet. Oh my god. Running. I have turned up. I've turned up serendipitously at the exact moment wow. that Eulet Kipchoge is running past. Mm. I can't believe it. This man is a hero of mine. Mm. And I just see him speed past. Everybody's going crazy. I can't believe it. And <laughs> wow. sure enough, you're a hero. Sure enough. A short time later, he mm-hmm. s- broke his own world record by 30 mm. seconds to set another marathon world record friend of the show, Eulid Kipchoge, and Kipchoge. saw him and my dreams mm. came true. And I'm here to say that your dreams can come true too, everybody. <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's shouted out, beat your record by 30 seconds. And he said, thanks, Al, I will. Yeah, I said, I said, he he said, oh, I hadn't thought of that until now. But I'm gonna <laughs> pick up the pace, and so, and so I saw my hero. I, I call him the lid, yeah, aka the lid. You lid the lid, <laughs> the, lid. the big lid. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's, it was something like uh, two minute, two two hours and one minute, or something crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, crazy. 42Ks in basically two hours. That is... doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I, my, my half marathon uh, personal best is one hour 50. Okay. So he's, run, he's basically running twice as fast yeah. as me, which is for, for double the distance. Mm, there you go. You'd have to really. So I, I get a real sense of of how uh, of how fast that is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get him on the show. We'll get him on the show. Apparently, he's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's he was he was had to decide between marathon running and comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got that absolutely sharp Kenyan style comedy that we've all come to love and we'll get him on the show. He's gonna be delivering those Kenyan those Kenyan Zingers. Zingers. <laughs> that we, we're not even gonna talk about running. He's just gonna roast us with Kenyan zingers the whole time. We look forward, Eulid, me and Donna looking forward to get absolutely roasted by a Kenyan zing, Kenyan zingers. So during the week, I, you know, did what we, you and I sometimes do and sort of scoured the strange recesses of the news media for good, good uh, schlag content. And I came across this particular 
story, which is actually from a few years ago, but um, just made me chuckle and I thought I'd I'd recount it and get your thoughts on it. So basically it's about a uh, intern who, uh, well, perhaps I'll, I'll just, I'll take you through it. So there was an intern uh, who went by the Twitter handle uh, Naomi H Official and mm. in a weird side note to the story, some of the articles that I read about it, made clear that she identified as a furry uh, the, okay. the sort of those one of those community communities of people who dress up as uh, animal I guess like anthropogenic animals and have have sex with each other so that's kind of but not neither here nor there she she got an uh, internship to NASA and she uh, posted from Naomi H official, Everyone shut the fuck up. I got accepted for a NASA internship. And then and then this guy called Homer Hickam uh, pipes in and he looks to be from his Twitter handle like a kind of man perhaps in his 50s. He's got a sports coat on and white hair and he says, he says somewhat patronisingly for somebody posting from their private Twitter account, he says language full stop meaning, you know, okay. he disapproved of the fact that she said everyone shut the fuck up, I guess. And then she replied, Naomi H, not knowing who Homer Hickam is, replied, suck my dick and balls, I'm working at NASA. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Naomi Hickam says, I am on the National Space Council that oversees NASA. <laughs> and that sounded like a like like it t- sort of too good to be true, but it turned out it yeah. was indeed true. And he Homer Hickam turns out to be an author and Vietnam veteran and ex NASA engineer <laughs> who tr- who trained Japan's first astronaut. So he's quite a prominent figure in that community, and didn't enjoy. And he was told to he suck didn't enjoy dick and balls. suck my dick and balls. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, the internship offer was then revoked <laughs> and, uh, and, and poor old Naomi didn't get to work at NASA. So it was a nice little cautionary tale about, about the way people communicate online and, yeah, there but for the grace of God go I. God knows I've said some inflammatory things on the internet and <laughs> just it just happened that the person from my workplace who might have been in a position of authority to make uh, real world consequences for that was never was never there to see those <laughs> those posts but uh, yeah how about that pretty nuts So some big news during the week, Al, that uh, is of interest to us concerns a Fots, a friend of the show that friend you and of the I show. know and love, uh, <laughs> Maroon 5 frontman Adam Levine. And yeah, you, 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 you've, you've mentioned before on the cast that, that you get to experience his work in the back of Ubers quite often. Yeah. The, mu- the music that's playing is often a Maroon 5 it's true. They've really they've got a stranglehold on uh, commercial radio, and so often when I they sure do 
when I'm in the in the Uber, I think, God, what is this awful band? And invariably, <laughs> it's the the answer comes back Maroon Five. <laughs> so it gave me some satisfaction during the week uh, to hear about the misfortunes of Adam Levine. Yeah, and now you have to. This is good. I can play. I can do audi- audience advocacy because I. I'm not all over this, so I don't. Yeah. I just started seeing texts come up on memes that looked silly, and I just I didn't understand what it was. So perhaps you can just give me a little bit of a background on as to what happened as well, and that sure. can also serve to the members of the audience that are not so in the memosphere. Mm, yeah. So basically, there was a there's a woman called Sumner Stroh, and she's about 23 years old, and mm. she alleged. Recently, uh, that Adam had been sending. Well, she alleged that Adam and her had had an affair, and right. uh, he came out and said, "No, he didn't. That's nonsense." But I admit that I did um, cross the line and sending some. He's, he's he's married, Adam. He's married. He's married to uh, somebody named Bahati Prinsloo, and mm-hmm. um. She uh, and they've been married, I think, for some time. And uh, yeah, Adam Levine, forty-three, comes out and says, "Yeah, I um, I d- we didn't have an affair, but I did uh, send some texts that I probably shouldn't have sent." And mm. and uh, and then I I think it can't have been him, but it must have been uh, either Sumner or people who were somehow able to get a hold of these things, uh, leaking them on her behalf, leaked the. Uh, text message exchanges that he was referring to that were inappropriate. I think, in fact, she she um, she probably just posted them. So she's posted essentially screenshots of the texts that they exchanged, and I think they mm. were messages that they were exchanging on Instagram, where she has a a following because she's a model. And I particularly loved it just because <laughs> because the things that. Uh, the things that Adam Levine was sending just are not at all befitting of a man who is a successful rock star and also somebody who, who writes lyrics about sort of romance and love. He kind of sent these he sent these texts to her, which, as somebody pointed out, basically sounded like they were from a 17-year-old who'd never kissed a girl. And... Uh, and <laughs> like just just start saying things like, "Hang on, I'll try and I'll just I've just got to use my other hand to open the tab." Uh, so, for example, for example, he says, "So this is him interacting with Sumner." He says, "It is it is truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like it blows my mind." And she says, "She says." I mean, I think the same. Seeing you in person, I was like, I'm fucked. And then he said, you are 50 times hotter in person and so am I, ha, 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 ha. And then, and then, and then she posted some other picture. I think this is actually a different woman. So um, another, another text exchange on Instagram that's been leaked, this model posted a picture of herself uh, wearing, I think, some lingerie and Adam pops up and says, I mean, I may need to see the booty, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the equivalent of like want to touch the hiney. And uh, Send he says, notes. I may need, yeah, exactly. He says, I may need to see the booty. Fuck. Oh, yeah, says, that's. Yeah. 
fuck, k- 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 like with about 50 Ks at the end of fuck. And then, uh, and then, and then it goes on, you know, he says elsewhere, holy fuck. And then the next message is, holy fucking fuck. And then the next <laughs> message is, that body of yours is absurd. And then, yeah, <laughs> carries on like this. And people were like, man, Adam Levine is like the, the most kind of artless flirter. Like there's no, there's no like clever innuendo. It's just like, you have a booty, lol. Me want to touch booty. Um, so, yeah, he's in a bit of st- – his brand's taken a bit of a hit this week and I think couldn't have come too soon for him and for Maroon 5. Hopefully this will be the beginning of the end. Uh, but um, – <laughs> and then it spawned all of these great memes like yeah. people, are, people saying, you know, people posting like, Jar Jar Binks's body on a on a sort of buff torso, and then someone just <laughs> replying, "Holy fucking fuck, that body of yours is absurd." Yeah, and my then, friend, my friend uh, Jordan sent me the sexy skiing Flanders image with his little <laughs> bottom poking out, and the the message underneath about the body being absurd. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, may need to see that booty. <laughs> I mean, I may need to see the booty. I hope he works that into some lyrics. I've been doing it all wrong. I'm gonna take a few leafs out of the maroon Bible on yeah, yeah. how to how to meet the woman of your dreams. Yeah, don't overthink it. Just <laughs> say things just say the most inane things you can think of. Before we end this week's episode, everybody, I want to say anybody that wants to be involved in the Berlin meetup, write to the Mm. Don't Praise the Machine Instagram account and I'll give you the secret meeting spot for the John Maloney pizza party meetup. We're going to book out Bergheim and just have have wall-to-wall Domino's and Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) I was there yesterday, actually. I'm I'm literally home a few hours I was I was in the Hines and I mentioned to them that we might book the whole place out short notice next week. Yeah. And they said that was totally fine. Yeah, no worries. It's it's we got a lot of vacancies this time of year, they said. (laughs) You said, Do you guys do do you guys do pizza parties? And they said, Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, hit us up. Don't praise the machine Instagram account. Don't praise the machine the podcast. Get a secret invite. To a secret mm. piece of Pepsi party with John Maloney, <laughs> golden on this ticket, U- I'm, European tour. I'm very much looking forward to meeting some of my German DPTM as one of the cultural epicenters of yes. uh, DPTM culture, and I'm and I'm loving the thought of immersing myself in it. I'm picturing getting off the plane, seeing a massive sign with my name on it, and then media just getting yeah, then then just getting basically. Crowd surfing the whole way uh, back <laughs> to, to my, yours. To my place. <laughs> <laughs> Ticket tape parade. <sighs> 
Thanks everybody for joining us on this week's episode of Don't You Don't You Don't You Don't You Don't, you don't, you don't Praise the Machine. It's been episode 78. I'm John Maloney and as always, I've appeared with my pod brother, Alexander Holland. Thanks Alexander. We've loved talking to you about Adam Levine and his crazy tactics. Good luck Adam, sounds like you're up against it. We'd love talking to you about marathon runner extraordinaire, Eula Kipchoge, the big lid, breaking his own record. Alan, we can't wait to meet you in person and receive that rich Kenyan roast. Rich Kenyan roast. We love talking to you about John's trip to London. I'm going to be... I'm going to be eating jelly deals till the cows come home. And je- I'm loving warm pints and, and jelly deal. I'm going to be up to my neck in jelly deals, full English breakfasts, and warm ale. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week at the podcast. Ooh. 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 Ooh.